Good morning and welcome back to Stony Radio. I'm Susie Lodge. I'm the founder of WikiBiz Network and Wiki Places for Kids. And I am so happy to be here today, not only because the studio is super warm and super lovely and it's absolutely frozen outside and I can literally cannot even feel my fingers. Um, but it's the second time I've been in this week. It's so nice. And this is literally me being in my power. This is my favourite place to be. I absolutely love being here on the Stony Radio Wiki Mama Takeover. I'm so happy today. I've been joined by... She is already here. I know she's here because I've just checked that she was here. I've been joined today by the lovely Caroline Marshall, um, and hopefully she is there now. Caroline, are you there? I am here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yay. Thank goodness. Oh, brilliant. I had a few tech issues last week, so I'm a bit paranoid. So Caroline <laughs> is a the founder of Virtual Assistant Agency Upsource, um, providing expert outsource business and lifestyle support for busy people. Um, and she's also a podcast um, host, just like myself. Um, and that is uh, the Bump to Business Owner po- podcast, which is for founders and mums. So Caroline, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Susie, you're on my podcast last, so it's nice to join you. Yes, I was on yours. It was amazing. And I'm so happy to have you on as well so early in um, January for a couple of reasons. Um, you are obviously a... Um, just a huge support to businesses and those of us who are, I, I feel like we are hit, trying to hit the ground running, especially in January. And we've got all these big kind of ideas and um, sort of intentions and New Year's resolutions. And we kind of, you know, we, we want to like make these big changes in the new year. And actually that pressure is almost crippling. And when I, mm-hmm. I don't know how, you, you know, you're a mum of two as well, aren't you? Um, yeah. Uh, I have, I've got three and, and I think anything beyond one is just like you're outnumbered and it's crazy. So I, I just can't wait to, to get into this with you today because I think that a lot of us are feeling excited um you know really kind of um pumped for the year ahead but also i think that i already feel like i'm trying to manage this huge kind of you know the jenga puzzle i like to call my life tetris because it's literally those things are all landing <laughs> they're all coming in it's coming in super fast and you know you're just trying to catch all those things and make them land and actually i am already seeing people stressed and under the cosh and um you know there's a lot of talk at the moment about wintering january is a time for wintering um and i'm seeing people kind of thinking I, do you know what i feel like i want to winter rather than actually get stuck in so i feel that you and your team are going to have lots of ideas and hints and tips and ways that we can maybe streamline and be a lot more i don't know efficient maybe about how we're doing things so that maybe we don't reach burnout so early in the year yeah. yeah, and I think setting yourself up with loads of, I don't personally do New Year's resolutions, I think setting yourself up with loads of resolutions, 2024 being the year or the year you do X, Y, Z, I think that's a lot of pressure mm. and personally, like, yeah, no wonder you're getting burned out, like, it's cold, it's really cold, um, third week back, everyone's getting busy, so naturally work does get busy, and I think, and I'm speaking to a lot of people, it's suddenly like that reality of January, it's kicked in, we're back to work, real life is assumed so then if you're trying to then also make all these changes it just doesn't seem like the right time for me for some people it might be the right time but if you're doing it because it's new year I think it's the right time no, I think it's, I think you're right okay I'm, we're going to get into it um we're going to get into it soon but what I want to do is I want to um kind of go back to you and 
you know, I've introduced you as being the founder of Virtual Assistant Agency Upsource, but I'd love you to tell us a little bit more about you and about your business um, and about the podcast and about who you help. Let's, let's go back to the beginning. Well, so um, if we're going right back to the beginning, yeah. my um, my career started as an EAPA. So I've always supported people and streamlined stuff and just made other people's lives easier. Um, I transitioned. I wanted to do something exciting because I worked well. I, it was exciting working in the um, hospital I worked at in the NHS, but I knew I wanted to go to a private company. So I, I went to work for a startup, which was actually a virtual assistant agency. And this was back in 2000. 16. So while it was uh, still uh, like it was a thriving industry back in 2016, it wasn't quite as well known as it is now. Mm -hmm. And um, I really enjoyed it. I discovered the startup scene in London and founders doing amazing, cool things and working for people who not only like was I working well, I wasn't working for them anymore. They were clients, but I was kind of, I felt they really were taking my advice. I wasn't just there to do. I was there. They'd ask me what I think about things, which was, which was just a real pleasure because I hadn't really experienced that as a PA before. So um, I loved it. I got um, promoted several times, but sadly it wasn't a business set up for um, pregnancy and maternity leave, let's say. There was no maternity leave uh, policy in place when I became pregnant. Mm. So um, it kind of came a bit crashing down and um, it it didn't work out and I got made redundant before my child turned one. And um, I kind of had to readdress everything because I really had it in my head I was going to be this career mom and career moms went back to work quickly. That's what they did. And they worked five days a week and they they got help at home and and that's what you were if you're a career mom. And um, we, you know, wasn't actually earning much at the time. We know childcare costs are huge. And um, so it, it really was like we we're putting everything into childcare. And I think this redundancy just came with a crash landing and everything I'd sacrificed in that first year of my child's life. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, like I'll get, I had an opportunity to go and help a friend's family business. It was, um, and I thought, well, it's an opportunity to work four days a week and I'll have a mummy day with my child, which um, I also got some time during my redundancy with my child, which was great. And then, um, and then COVID happened, and it was an in-person, quite an old-fashioned office, family office. So um, I basically was at home again <laughs> on unpaid leave and pregnant again as well. Wow. Yep. And I thought, you know, despite everything, I think that time there made me realise my career does matter. But what I was starting to learn was like, you can still be career-minded without sacrificing your family and your happiness and everything. You can still have passion and, and want to work towards something. So as I as you do during that um, first few weeks of COVID where I didn't know if I was going to get furlough pay, I thought, well, I was a great VA. I'll be a VA again, but I want to take maternity leave. So I'm going to set up a business that allows me to do that. And um, I started working on Upsource. Amazing. Gosh, it's like one, it, I, I do think that these, I often think that things happen for a reason. And, yeah. you know, and I mean, obviously COVID didn't like happen for a reason. That's a completely different thing. But mm. I, I do think that these enforced career breaks, basically, which happen, they do give, 
use space to open up into new into new channels don't they and that's exactly what happened with me I've spoken about it a few times that I was obviously very much on a like on a trajectory with wikiplaceswithkids.com and then overnight everything broke you know stopped when everything went into lockdown and that gave me the space to create the network which you know you're you're aware of and um and, and then also now the podcast and all these different things have come from it so as much as you kind of hate this enforced downtime that I you, you kind of have to be to your positive and optimistic side of it don't you and kind of think well that that's where that's how you know I've evolved this you know into this business that I've now created you never expected to necessarily and here you are and here you are with yeah Lexus. yeah and your two children exactly <laughs> and my two children and the business and I think it's that it's that little bit like I think it's optimism like you said I think um you know some learnings I had um, my second child was um, very, very sick when he was mm. born. We almost lost him. So oh. I'm kind of, would have, I don't more err on the things that things happen for a reason, but I think if you've got that resilience and long-term yes. optimism, you can see your way through. And whether it's, you know, you've got to rest for a bit and consolidate and heal or whether you've got to like, just go for something you didn't think you would and I think that's what's quite empowering about going through something with like redundancy when mm. you're in your first year of parenting and not your right state of mind let's say not your normal state of mind with hormones yeah. and everything so I yeah I you know I my journey while it's been rocky in the early years I have like been grateful you know I'm at a place now I can see you know it's I'm grateful for it all happening and how we handled it and come out the other side of it and that but that's a huge part of why yeah we started the podcast was that stories like mine aren't alone and um it's not an easy thing as you know Susie running a business and being a parent (laughs) and um I think business owners will say full stop it's not easy but especially if you're kind of the what what do you call it um the go-to parents you know uh, you know it's the one who largely does the school runs and things it's it's a different level of um meaning to the words like you know founder if you've also got that on the other side you you're also doing the juggle yeah absolutely so i just want to tell everybody that you've brought an absolutely amazing list of songs to the show today um, and I've, I've just quickly looked in and we're already at minute 14 so I want to crack on with your songs to make sure that we get to listen to them all so you have chosen your first one is Spice Up Your Life by the Spice Girls um why did you choose this one <laughs> oh because I mean well I spoke to my friends about this when you're like choose a song and they're like well obviously the Spice Girls because the Spice Girls is just me that was my childhood I uh, had one Christmas where everything was spice related for my hen party which I had when my little boy was only 12 weeks old um mm-hmm. <laughs> they made t-shirts and I was the sixth spice girl on the t-shirt so you know um I think I love them they I you know I just think they they bring me such pure joy and um I'm still a bit obsessed with them and I'm so pleased as an adult I can still find that fun and pleasure in my life to still love the Spice Girls right me too (laughs) so let's go And we're back. Yay! That brought some energy back into the room. Brilliant. <laughs> Yay! I've warmed up now. Oh, that's good, good. 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 Good choice. Excellent. You can't help it. Um, no, I know. Da, da, da. Um, I bet everyone else was like, shake it to the right, shake it to the left. Um, so back to you so I would love to hear a bit more about how you um no so obviously you kind of were thrown into the situation of um then starting to like 
you thought, right, I'm going to start building my own business. So what did you, like, what was the journey um, around building your own business? How did you, like for anybody out there who's listening to this um, podcast today, who's thinking, yeah, I want to do something like this. I want to build either like a small agency or I want to start, you know, what was the kind of, how, what were those building blocks that you started to pull together at that time to kind of start making the ball rolling? How did you do it? Great question. I think um, it's so important to share this stuff because it's like can seem overwhelming at first because Upsource looks like, you know, an agency now. And that's obviously not where it started at first. There's a way to process these things. So I, I'm really, really boring. I started with like a business plan and a financial plan. And my financial plan was actually like super optimistic, <laughs> which, you know, or not optimistic, ambitious, I think, considering we were in a lockdown and things. I think because I'd come from an agency before, I was like, yeah, okay. Get these clients i was like a bit naive about a sales and things so mm. which um i was talking to someone yesterday you know apparently i think naivety is just a huge part of the business journey so and then um i got involved in communities as well online which was probably the perk of being actually locked down and pregnant while starting a business because like pregnant you don't really want to when you're in that early sticky stage you don't want to go out and network and meet new people so it was probably a real good thing that everything was online and it meant that i got to make i joined some va communities so i had like advice from there about how to do certain things and just um yeah made sure i had a community of people and we joined you know that's how we met Susie yes, yes. in lockdown so I, I joined your community as well and so things like that really helped because it was just connecting with other women like me and i think so many business owners will say that they're lonely or don't know what to do and it's like there's so many communities out there i i, ca- I cannot relate to being lonely in business because i've made an effort not to be other ways I have but not in business and um so that I also um I actually had um a small client that an old colleague from the NHS reached out knew I'd gone to the VA industry instead of friends looking for a VA um I'd happily recommend you and so I had this small content client and I was like because I didn't know if I was working or not I just said to her I think I'm gonna go all in with the VA thing firstly do you still need me I know it's a pandemic what's going on and but she was like I'm super busy I still very much need you and I and she put out feelers to her community and then me and my husband both of us bless him he really helped me we just reached out to everyone we knew friends old colleagues and just said I'm setting up a VA business do you need help and um, I managed to get myself fully booked by the summer just from that alone so using your own network mm-hmm. I'm a huge advocate of everyone has a network whether it's your friends you know and like just because you haven't had many jobs or anything doesn't mean you don't have much of a network and then on the other agree yeah so agree i know you're a huge fan of that Susie. Mm. and it's um and um i think on the other part was like just the logistics of things like website setting up contracts so i also called in favors there my best friend shout out to claire did my contracts um my website got built by a friend of a friend um you know I was calling in favors because also I was I'm not superwoman so I never want to give that away that I was just running around running this trying to start this business while I had a toddler Mm. and pregnant no that that wasn't actually how it looked how it looked was 
I was a mum most of the day and my I was very lucky my husband was working from home so when he so about four o'clock each day when me and my child were fed up with each other he'd give me a break and he, I either did a couple of hours on the business or I, I had a bath because I was pregnant and tired and you know feeling mm. sick all day so I took it very slow in those first few months and I was waiting basically until nursery opened again and that was my time to go all in on the business and try and get busy and also then bring on team members to hand over my clients to you ready for maternity leave that's amazing is that and then was that the start of it kind of becoming more than a one-man band the start of the agency feel because you know I love this I mean I might have must made up your story just then but what I love is <laughs> if that is the case is that it's just organically evolving isn't it it's not you're kind of you're it's kind of working with your life and the way that your life is evolving so you got you had to bring new people on board because obviously you had clients that you were servicing you were fully booked by that summer um and you then you were pregnant again knowing that like maternity leave was coming so automatically you had to bring on at least one other person and is that yeah. right? is that the way it worked <laughs> Yeah, no, that was how it worked. Yeah. And um, I think it was a blessing in disguise because then I, I didn't want to kind of, I felt I couldn't do that one-on-one -on -one service and mm -hmm. really do that when I was returning back from maternity leave. So no. that's why I grew the agency model. I was like, I'm going to see if I can make money from this sort of running an agency. Because yes. the girls who I brought on, you know, they all worked out really well with the clients at the time. And um, it, it ended up I brought on five people because I had a, about five clients at the time. And one of the girls was a lead as well, which was fantastic because when we ended up in an intensive care ward, my husband just messaged her so she could kind of, you know, understand that I was not going to be around until further notice and she could communicate that with clients and the team but um, that was exactly what happened that summer when I realized I was fully booked I wanted to keep these clients and have them still there and have them as part of Upsource and that was also part of the reason why I came up with Upsource and it being a business like that I didn't want it to have that feel of just being me because it, 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 the reality was that I couldn't just be me with the situation with wanting to take maternity leave as well so yeah. yeah that's exactly how we grew and we we grew quite quickly in 2022 especially and luckily 2023 we didn't go quite as quickly and I think there was you know I, I do think there's good reason for that I think that's partly the how the world was at the time my business wasn't alone in that mm -hmm. but I think we needed to consolidate some more and just have a bit more like you know, settle down and then this year's the year where we I am ready to kind of go push a bit further with it. And yeah. Um, yeah, so it's been an interesting journey with that, but it has been quite organic and led by how I feel is right, which probably is not traditional in business to lead without what you feel is right at the time for your business. But that's what I've just gone with my gut. <laughs> no, it's not necessarily traditional, but I actually do think it's entirely the right way. And in fact, I think we should we should do everything from like a, a I've got podcasts which I've just put live in the last couple of weeks, which are about living leading from a heart centered space, if you know what I mean. So and Love actually, it. you know, so listening, like taking time to um, sort of listen to your inner thoughts you know your inner self and 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 lead almost from that space rather than always leading from your head and um and I'm not saying not to be strategic and not to be sensible and that's the things that we're going to talk about next but I really do, I love that 
actually, I think that if you can lead from your heart, that your heart is in it a lot more. You know, and sometimes I find myself when I'm leading from my head, I'm coming up with things to do and strategies and uh, and processes, and I don't think I'm really in it. Um, yeah. And and then I find myself failing. So we, I was yes. t- talking to Nikki Raby yesterday on the radio and um, and on the podcast, and um, we were talking then about consistency. And one of the things I think that I've struggled with is being consistent. And I've I've tried to outsource my consistency because I know that I'm rubbish at it. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> right, I'll outsource that to somebody else because I need to know that someone is being. But I think part of the the reason is is that I haven't always chosen tasks or processes that have come from the right place if that makes sense and and I like that um that you're saying that this has come from how you feel because I think that it, it makes absolute sense to me anyway um so when you say growth then what does upsource look like now then and what so obviously you started as, as your one one girl band um and <laughs> as you just had, just had the Spice Girls on you are the sixth Spice, Spice Girl, girl yeah so so you started in um you know 2021 I guess was it um on your own 2020 we launched um summer yeah end of the first lockdown <laughs> wow gosh I can't do you know what I've gone a bit like blind to the dates now I seem to have kind of lost all semblance yeah. of when things were um and so, it's so true it's only yeah. because I've got these real markers with both upsource and my second child that I, I do but then I have to question oh is it 23 we grew or 22 and I was like definitely not 22 I was kind of six week old amazing. <laughs> amazing so what does um what does uh, what did upsource look like um I guess by the end of 2023 what, what are you what's doing now so we've got um, a team of 25 now. Um, we've got clients who've been with us since the beginning and new clients. But what we have, you know, um, just to share the realities, we've made mistakes along the way, um, taking on clients that haven't been the right fit, team members that haven't been the right fit. And so it has been establishing who our clients are. Who our clients are now is very different to and where we're going with our, who our clients are is very different to where we started Um for good reason and um, just our price point and the sort of service packages we like to sell um, it's quite high level packages and um, quite and that's how we keep that consistency with our clients but yeah we're a team of 25 now um, sometimes go up to 30 depending on the work but um, we yeah it's um, lovely to have our loyal clients and some of our loyal team members who've been with us since the beginning. Oh it's incredible and it's really inspiring as well and I think that your journey um, I'm hoping that to our listeners out there that you are also hearing Caroline's story and um, feeling like it's it's possible it's doable because when you're a mum sometimes it's really hard to see the wood for the trees and it doesn't feel like you have any time to make these things happen but I love that we're going to listen to your next song in a second but I do love that um, in the last 10-15 minutes we've had so many takeaways which is and even just then um, what you just said about working with the right people and the right clients sometimes I do think you know when we say when you're leading with your head and not with your heart you will choose and take on work that isn't you kind of know in your gut is not right for you and you kind of know it's not going to pan out but yeah but in your head you're like oh but I need money I need the clients you, you know I couldn't I can't yes. say no and yeah um, and I do think that's a very difficult position to be in. I know that I've taken things on before that aren't the right fit for me, but sometimes there's a bit of a needs must just to move things off the ground, isn't there? Um, yeah. However, I think that it's great that you can then take the time to take stock and kind of go, right, do you know what? This isn't actually right for me, that we're not the perfect fit. You'll be better with somebody else and we, and, and so will we. And, and that's a grown-up way of doing it, isn't it? It's a nice way of sort of evolving rather than yeah. letting it kind of go 
sour. <laughs> Yeah, and and I think it's part of the business journey. Sometimes mm. things don't end well, and it that's business, and that's um you know hard, and you just you learn from your mistakes. You you can't run a business and not make mistakes. I'm a full believer in that. So you just try as long as you just try and always do the right thing along with that. So you, you know you're not hurting people like some places I've worked for. But um, mm-hmm. I think that as long as you try and do the right thing, um, it, that's what I try and lead with is that and lead with empathy as well to try and always see other people's perspective on things. Amazing. And I think just a little cre- recap that um, it, that the, the tips that I feel like are really Im- important to take away are that you started with your own network. And I think that for anyone out there who is like, I, I want to do something new this year, even if you're already in business, but you want to go down a different channel, it's a really good idea to just start with your own network um, and reach out and ask those people if they, you know, if they know anybody or if they, they if you, if, they, if you, if they even need the support in the area that you're, that you're offering, you, you lent into your friends, you asked friends of a friends to help, you were calling in favours. You basically worked within that network um, of people that you had already built, even if they were your friend network rather than your business network at the beginning. Um, and you really lent into that. And that started making things tick. And that started like moving one day into the next day. Um, and eventually you had a website and you had contracts and you were able to pull that structure of your business together. Um, and then the next stage was about hiring good people. And that is so key. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I know that everybody knows that, but it is a really important reminder that you really have to, work with people that really make you light up I think as well and that you trust and at one point you overnight you had to put all of your business into the hands of somebody within you know one of your team members and you knew you had the right person there and that is just critical isn't it for progress I'm very thankful for that (laughs) yeah that's amazing right your next song is Rasputin by Boney M tell us about this song (laughs) oh no it's it's a bit of a personal one actually I tried to get a good mix so basically I I mentioned we we had a child during lockdown and so this is really part I see my business and personal journey very entwined Mm -hmm. and um we didn't know what his his life was going to look like in all honesty for a while because we almost lost him then uh, we thought you know he had some marks on his brain and he i don't know something came on this came song came on the radio and he loved it and he was only like five months old but then also we were so sleep deprived and just kind of in a state of shock of everything that had happened what you know everyone was to the world but also after after hospital and i think this was like it's such a joyful song and we still do it with our kitchen dance parties so i think it's uh that we have with the kids so i think it's just another again just another uh, like song that kind of just brings me such joy and a time that was like not very nice for us so i love listening to the song and oh, it you. has fantastic dancing if you ever watch the video absolutely so what's your son called he's called jasper jasper right jasper this is for you everybody on your feet <laughs> <laughs> Oh, these Russians. <laughs> do, do you know I did not know how it ended. No, I, me either. That's hilarious. I don't think I've ever listened to it right to the very, very end because it's always sort of faded up. Oh, those Russians. <laughs> it's brilliant. Hilarious. Um, well, thank you. You've totally, you've totally brought some joy to me this morning here. Um, okay, next, next, next. I really want to talk about your clients and sort of their climate at the moment. Like what I'm, I'm interested to know, is like what is the kind of... Um, I guess the climate going into 2024.
for? Are you noticing um, anything specific that your clients are all starting to focus on? Any challenges? Um, is there any kind of threads that you kind of recognize or patterns that are kind of going through your businesses um, that you're working with? Um, that might have like started and started be like began at the end of 2023 and that's definitely carrying through to 24 do you feel like there's any new directions that are, um are kind of are you expecting anything out of uh, out of 2024 i guess big yeah, question so i think there's two um, i mean the key themes which i think everyone is that there's been huge levels of uncertainty with everything mm. that's going on in the world so i just want to be realistic on that because we've seen it with clients people weren't talking about it early last year and just being optimistic but you know there still is uncertainty in the world and that has an impact on everyone from that has an impact on the large companies and how they're budgeting how they're agreeing to work which we yeah clients have seen and it's affecting you know startup funding and things like that so it's interesting so our client base shifting sometimes they less maybe of the startup clients and having more ceos from bigger companies want coming to us um or you know different mm -hmm. levels so yeah that's that's something we're seeing so i you know i like to, i'm i'm an optimist so you know i don't yeah. think it means it's gonna be a terrible year but just an element of realism we're still like sussing where things are going but you know oh, i think you, huge... i think it's really really important and i before we talked um when we were planning you can't you're coming on to the show i did say to you i was like it's so important that we do share um not only like the rosy amazing brilliant side of um you know and success stories and and things like that but and, and i think it is important to say that there are there is uncertainty out there because when you're a business that seems to be feeling uncertain you're you know yourself but you're you may be even in a community or you look on Instagram, God forbid, and it looks yeah, like the entire world. <laughs> yeah, it looks like yeah. the entire world is thriving. It can make you feel really isolated, I think. And, you know, it's really, I think it's great that you're sharing your uh, wisdom here and your experience with your, all of your clients because, and, and, and not to say that every single one of your clients is feeling uncertain, of course, but no, oh is, goodness, no, no, but there is a sense of it out there. And I think that's really, uh, I, I suppose it's important to hear because otherwise you can feel a bit like, well, why am I, why am I struggling to make sales? Why am I not finding it as easy as last year to, to grow in that direction, etc. Um, yeah, and that's where you talk to your network because you'll start seeing trends and, mm. and talking to people who do similar things as you. I, I've, I'm a full believer in that. So, um, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I, you know, I'm a realist, but also an optimist. So um, it's fine, but it's just the fact it's not. Everyone's just been like, oh, where's the world going? And, yeah. um, you know, another huge one, and it's one virtual assistants get asked about all the time, but it's, it, we, we're all keeping a close eye on what's going on in the tech world and with AI kind of thing. Yes. And again, it, no one's being replaced anytime soon, but we've all just got to keep a close eye on that. And I think, um, well, something I've learned from working with founders for years now and, and people and businesses is that whenever there's something new coming in and, and people have to take time to learn it and people start to get FOMO that people know a lot more and are using a lot more tech and AI mm -hmm. than they are. And so, but that will be, I don't see that going anywhere there's more ai experts out there now and so i think we'll all be gradually learning more about what this new world we're entering looks like yes i'm interested actually to talk a tiny bit more on ai so is there an element for you that where you feel um nervous about ai in terms of 
um, you know, obviously you offer a support um, kind of role within businesses. Could AI become a challenge or a threat to some of those services for you? Or how do you feel about AI? Twofold to this, I believe AI is a tool and that it's a tool to be used and it will become another tool in a VA's armour, like how when, you know, bookkeeping software, zero, Sage all mm-hmm. came in, yep. the role of the bookkeeper didn't go. It meant they just had to use the software instead and they could take on more clients. So I think it's another tool for us to use. I think um, if our job was under threat, so with a lot of services, including lawyers and accountants, because there's a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> of that, but um, it's not. It's essential. It's like um, it's a tool for us to use, and we will all hopefully the optimistic view is that it will help us all work more efficiently and work differently. And our role will change as it has been changing since the time of the secretary and the Mad Men, 1950s era our role has developed hugely and so uh, there is one element as long as ai globally is handled well it's an opportunity for us to um change our roles again and do more exciting things um, for our clients so yeah that's your you know there is an element of fear which i think everyone has um not and that's not specific to our role i think that's an element of like how far are we going (laughs) with the ai (laughs) absolutely yep i agree no, it isn't it? I mean, there's listening to other other podcasts like Stephen Bartlett out there, you know, and, and you know he is working really hard, I think, to kind of communicate a need for the you know the global um, audience really to sit up and listen and, and you know make some changes. So I, I think um, I think there is a, a you know a general fear. I think you're you're right, but at the same time, I, I really appreciate what you're saying as well about there are an awful lot of things which are a way of of benefiting us and maybe getting rid of some of that grunt work that we do allowing us to be more creative and as you just said giving us the space to do some of the more exciting things maybe to be our best selves and not get caught up in some of the more sort of smaller um i don't know more time consuming tasks that we might be able to you know use ai um to support us so that that kind of leads on to my sort of next part of the question really so um I, i i know i started the 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 podcast today by saying that a lot of us you know especially mums I think when you're trying to balance it all and you're and you're and you are um I'm very similar to you I do have a a kind of a work it's not I don't want to say work-life balance it's not right it's not it's not what it is a work and integration integration (laughs) exactly exactly um and I I'd love to you know there might I think there'll be people out there who are listening to you and thinking, yes, it's absolutely what I need for my business. I need to outsource or upsource. Um, I need to outsource some of my, <laughs> some of my tasks to a virtual assistant. This sounds like the absolute the right thing for me this year. Um, and But there might be people who are just in that stage before where things are getting too busy. You know, I know that I've got, you know, a, it's death by a billion cuts for me sometimes where I, I am all the roles still. Um and my one of my goals for this year is to start building team and and team won't Ooh, be, yeah that I, and I'm excited for that and um, that won't mean employ employing people into my mm-hmm. team necessarily it will be exactly what you do which is you know creating my team um, from an outsource yeah freelancing um, so for for somebody who's feeling quite 
bogged down right now, maybe under the cost with all of those things. Um, I am sure your team has lots of amazing sort of tools and tips and hints and what the wisdom tucked up your sleeve saying how, <laughs> how to maybe approach certain things more efficiently. How can we just make our lives a little bit more streamlined and simple? Um, so I'll give a couple of quick ones because, I, you know, I think I, I'm thinking of a busy, overwhelmed mum with potentially a business as well and just doesn't have the time for a lot. I think prepping on a Sunday for the week ahead is game changing and, and really using that time, whether it's with your husband as well. And also, which I encourage you both get together and look at your calendars and manage school runs. But um, I and it might be an opportunity if you do that together as well, if you're doing all the school runs and things to ask for help and see maybe there's one he could do maybe there's um, a time in the evening you can go and do something and work on your big plans to take over the world with your business and um, slotting that in and and I think just taking that time to kind of breathe and prep on a Sunday for the week ahead Mm -hmm. is um, game changing and I I love that and it just makes me I don't get because even with a business I know that whole like oh if you run your own business you don't get the Monday morning fit you do if you (laughs) Yes, yeah. <laughs> and um, um you know it's, it's chaos you're back at school all of that and I just feel a lot better if I know I've done everything I can to feel like I've scheduled everything changes that's the thing everything changes but at least I, I've started from a good place for the changes to come in and um but I really recommend as well uh, trying to stay on top of your inbox are really really good because you're net until you've experienced inbox zero you don't realize the magic of how it makes your mind feel and so um i use the do delegate delete but also schedule one so everyone a lot of people know do delegate delete and it's basically if you're in your inbox just do the quick responses do those there might be things you can delegate yes obviously if you don't have a team but it might be something you'd be like to your husband sort this out this is for you not for me I do enough um Mm -hmm. delete stuff um and unsubscribe from things use Mm. that time to do that but also schedule so say there's stuff like you do need to fill in a large form for school or um someone wants something from you from work and it's going to take you a good 45 minutes schedule that in your calendar and then get it rid from the inbox so you you know you've got to do it or if you don't have a calendar my other top tip is bring in a very very simple task management software there's loads out there it can feel overwhelming just start with a simple one like Todoist, Trello or Asana or ClickUp, they're a bit more up there but I think um, having, I know people like paper to do this and things but I think having them online means you're kind of prepping yourself maybe for a time where you're ready to delegate and it's easier to delegate and yes. it's thinking about, it's getting in that mindset already that one day I'm going to delegate this. I'm not now, but I am. (laughs) And it's all there. And I started building this great knowledge base of that. I like to book the gym every Monday. I like to... I have to uh, choose my school dinners for my kids. All of this stuff you can outsource. We do it for some of our clients. But it's like something that was also out your brain while you're not ready to outsource it. You know, it's not on the mental load. (laughs) I love that. I, I, I'm just going to de- take a de- slight detour from the things we're talking about yeah. here, just because you've just made me think. So what are the things, I'd love this without naming names from your clients, but what are some of the things that you do for clients that um, we might be surprised about? Because what you just said is that you um <laughs> outsourcing like sc- the school meals, for example, like pick. Yeah. Uh, what else? What things like that? Because I think those are the things that we don't maybe realise we can outsource. Mm-hmm. 
Go on, give, oh, give yeah. us a list. <laughs> so even things like for me, so you know, like the WhatsApp group and um, things that happen. That there's so many things. I only have one child at school at the minute, and there's still so many things in the calendar. I screenshot things from my emails on my whatsapp and get my ba to put them in my calendar and put them on my task management software so say tomorrow it's only closed day or world book day next week have you got a costume <laughs> and so um she does all of that so it literally means it's out of my head like i've got to remember this and she puts it either in my calendar or both to be honest and or forms as well like simple forms i need to fill in like photo consent forms she knows what i need so she'll fill in those um yes we choose school dinners we can um sort out school uniforms for the year booking your school up shoe appointments those sorts of things mm -hmm. um other things we've done for our clients i mean everything from booking tables to you know like every week so for me i have to book my gym classes i mean not that i go much i don't want to make out superwoman the one time a week i go yeah. i have to book a week in advance that gets booked as well and put my calendar by my ba um little research bits getting my kids in at the dentist um making you know making sure we filled in those forms those have been done by her don't tell the dentist that maybe um <laughs> i know they probably wouldn't agree to that but they wouldn't know <laughs> this is exactly it i have this vision that when i when the time is right i am not only going to have a uh, VA who runs parts of my business but it'll literally be somebody who is almost like a clone of myself who will come into my home and do the things that you know uh, and do all these things that you're just talking about I mean they, as you said most of, none of these even require anyone to come into your home actual physically into your home but it's almost into okay. your home mind like mesh if you know what I mean the mesh of my yeah. mind is and, and and the home side of that I absolutely love this okay I want to go back because I'm I, I realize I kind of interrupted you mid-flow but so, 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 so these points are amazing but but this is these are this last one is obviously for somebody that is ready to actually outsource and delegate so what else have you got for somebody that is in that pre-stage they are still doing all the things and they're feeling like they're not getting you know making that progress because they feel weighed down so what else have you got for for the, for the likes of us who are just just <laughs> that stage before hiring somebody from upsource <laughs> um so uh three tips we have and a, a former client once said this for me and i thought it was fantastic and it, it's quite simple and i know it, it can still feel overwhelming but if you put in time in your calendar every week so time for planning so it might be your planning for the week ahead we've already talked about maybe doing that on sunday but maybe planning for the month ahead what are the things you want to do what do you want to achieve the quarter ahead time for self-development so that be like it might be time to read five pages of book time to um you know put a pitch deck together if you're at that stage it might be literally time to sit down and think about what you need to learn to pick up your new business or new skill it might be a social media course or uh, a power hour with someone um and time for something that sparks joy and i'm a huge advocate of this i think as mums especially we forget what we like to do and we feel that pressure of oh it's i like spending time with my kids and it's like yes obviously we all love that um but we also we had a life before we had children and i think if you i know for me i do better at work and achieve more if i have time booked to go to the theater in next month 
or and I do my bar classes because I like to dance and that's what makes me happy but it's it's hard to do but if I have that time I've done that thing that remembers oh yeah this is what I like to do and I think these three things are and while it sounds like just adding more to your plate it makes you able to focus on your day and week better and be a better parent and be a better and be better for your business plan to take over the world I and I really believe that um, I have just had visions of you in a ballet outfit. <laughs> I, I don't wear that. No, I just wear gym clothes. <laughs> have you been a ballerina in the past in ballet clothes? Uh, I would I would never call me a ballerina, but I did do ballet when I was younger. Oh, do you know what? You've got the absolute perfect look for a, for a ballerina. Oh, Is it I the red lipstick? I love it. Exactly. Oh, um, I love that. Do something for, that sparks joy. I absolutely love that. Okay. What, what else have you got for us? <laughs> Oh, what else? No pressure. Um, Let me (laughs) have a think on it. I think always I am a full believer in working out financially what you need to earn, what you want to earn and what would be like a dream to earn kind of thing yeah. and making them you know optimistic but re- but well the whole point you need to earn is what you must earn and what you want to earn and because then you can work out okay so say you know you're seeing clients that's your business is what you're a freelancer you're going to work with clients do that and and it that will be life-changing because you might start saying no to stuff because you realize oh I've got to pull back and sort this out this is what I need to earn and then I can press press for what I want to earn what is a dream to earn kind of thing but um I and I hugely hugely recommend okay I'm going to say like a bit of a trendy startup word a word is like your tech stack and that means like what kind of software you're using in your business and everyone will be like oh my god like there might be people listening out there who are like oh what I have no idea what a tech stack is or what software there is out there Mm -hmm. and that's where you go back to your community find people like you are further on in their journey what do they use to say track time for their clients there's super 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 easy time tracking software out there or um yeah i'm I'm talking mainly to service-based business owners here because that's what i do so sorry um product Mm -hmm. people who are launching products and things but um i I, because how what software you have in place you know uh, if you get to the point where you can outsource that that's great we're very happy to sort out your software but i feel like it's a really good exercise for everyone because sometimes you may be bringing on a team and then you have to scale back a team and all that software is in your hands and having things and and including in your tech stack like a separate bank account for your business earnings that is hugely life-changing i know a lot of people who surprisingly haven't done that and it's very easy to open up a new account as a freelancer with yep. starling or monzo not Abbott for them i promise but um it's so easy to do it but it just means you're keeping that stuff separate from your personal expenses and you're ready to grow when the time is right and when it comes to doing the awful things like hmrc you um have all of your stuff in one place and you're not sifting through loads of bank statements trying to figure out what was work and what was personal and i think it's surprising the amount of people that do do that and no shame on anyone who has done that but this is just a tip to like make your life easier brilliant absolutely brilliant right i'm going to give you a bit of a breather um we're going to play your next song um which i'm also going to love because i am just <laughs> such a, uh, i love musical theater um so this is don't, don't rain on my prey this is barbara streisand why do you love this one okay so it's quite random so i used to sing as well and that was kind of throwback to those days because i think um there's so much value in what i learned 
as a performer or want to be performer um, to what I do as a founder now and as a business owner. But it was kind of a bit of a, a rogue one. I was a soprano. I sang classical music. And then one day I auditioned for something and I tried the song and it was a completely different song. And it was a bit of a risk I took and it went down really, really well. And so it's always a reminder of me to sometimes try something a bit different and take a risk. And I think that's why I love this song is that everyone should have that inner, I'm going to just go for it and take a bit of a risk and be brave. Oh, Caroline, I'm loving this podcast because you are just <laughs> like every every couple of minutes and a layer of your onion, another layer comes off. And now we just found out that you're a soprano. Right, we're going to go into that in a minute. You haven't got away with that one. So here we go. <laughs> Barbara, gosh, she has got a, <laughs> she has got a pair of uh, vocal cords on her, hasn't she? What a pair of lungs! She does indeed. Oh my gosh, I I wanted to pull the uh, I've got two like. Um, Oh, I don't know what to call them, like buttons I have, to, I have to push up and I nearly let everybody into my singing then and I thought, no, uh, I will not subject you to such pain. Um, but yeah, I was going for it, I was going for it. Sure it's so, fabulous. So d- just before we quickly uh, go back to your, to your amazing tips, um, so you, you just literally dropped in then that you're a singer. So what's happened to that? What happened to that part of your life? funny um you know i honestly i thought i was going to be an opera singer susie apparently though you know Mm. opera singers is like one of the hardest jobs in the world (laughs) and um and i just i started falling out of love with it and then i started doing musical theater and i did like some of the london amdram scene which is actually really fun and really hard as you can imagine because like some of the best performers are in london so it means the amdram scene is fantastic but um no basically i just got to a point me and my husband agree on this i just stopped enjoying it and it was it was really hard because i i went i studied music at university and it was one of those journeys that just came to an end and i wasn't sad about it and i tell you what it coincided with finding the ba world and then I got pregnant and all of this, and I, I don't, I still don't miss it. <laughs> and, you don't. Um, but no, no, I enjoy singing at home with the kids. Um, I enjoy doing other things now, but it, it re- and I'm not saying I'll never do it again. I mean, I don't think anyone wants to hear me sing now. I just think <laughs> what those pipes sound like. But um, I think ultimately <clears throat> the sounds awful. I, I wasn't good enough. I was good, but not good enough. And I, I think that um, I knew that, and I just stopped enjoying it and I, I wanted to earn some money <laughs> rather yeah. than try for that so um it, it's a good to go through and I think that's why it's another good thing for a founder who's gone through that exercise because at some point your business might close or you might sell it and it's the end of a chapter where you feel lost and um I think that was an uh, I've already had that end of a chapter with singing so I hope they are more prepared if it happens again it's, it's this is so brilliant because I literally was having a, 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 such a similar conversation yesterday so with Nikki as I was saying you probably know Nikki Raby so she has got an acting yeah. background as well and she was saying that she just got sick of being a broke artist basically you know like waiting for the next casting waiting for the next um, opportunity she felt that she was doing a lot of waiting um for things to happen to her almost and um and then a a very similar sort of evolving kind of dream I guess and she became a coach and you know she's obviously taken a different route but um yeah it's it's it's, I think that's really important you're you recognized sometimes it is important to maybe recognize when you're not 
hitting the mark and actually you can keep flogging and flogging and flogging and and actually there might be something that you are you know that you haven't you're not letting out you know another dream that and and and, and as you said but by kind of making a decision that perhaps there was a a new chapter there for you 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 this is look at everything that you've created you've got this incredible business and an incredible team it's helping a lot of people so back to back to where we uh we we Mm -hmm. were um just in the break there um uh, I asked if there was anything more you'd like to share so that we anybody who's listening today can take away um, anything you'd basically think I want them to take away th- this from today. So you, you had a couple more tips and we talked briefly about social. So over to you. Well, actually, um, I've just thought another one came mm-hmm. to mind, but I think this will really, really help because I've seen this a lot with clients who are, um, you know, starting out and stuff and it's overwhelming. You're getting a website, you've got to get a domain and an email address. You will never regret making sure your emails are hosted with either Outlook or Gmail. Do not host them on the website. Um, from what I hear, I don't know much about this, but this is someone who does WordPress. I met, um, told me it is a security risk, actually, but it's also not, not efficient. Um, you will not get better email hosts. You might get applications that work with Gmail and Outlook, in which case they're great as well. But making sure your emails are hosted in one place and then also using your calendar with them. So making sure you're not using a calendar that's like, no disk to iPhone and things, but I'm talking about people that may want to outsource long term or just be using things in the most user friendly way, using G- uh, Google Calendar or Outlook Calendar and using it as your core calendar rather than a paper one or your iPhone one. Or I know at families have one as well, but I really recommend these because they, they, I, I can't like tell you, I can go into the detail and the benefits, but they they will really help you. But also what I was going to say about social media and stuff is, is like um, have the confidence in kind of getting yourself out there and telling people your story and that and, and start to schedule it in your week when you're going to do it, even if it's once a week and just edging into it. Because I hated social media and I still kind of do a little bit. It's it's not it's it's something I, I do because I I'm at work, but I enjoy it because I meet those are great people people and get to speak with people like you Susie but otherwise um so I guess it's understanding what you get from it on that but yeah I just wanted to share kind of some tech bits there because I'm a huge fan of tech and using it in the best way and even if you're not sharing it with a VA one day or someone on your team but sharing it with a family member is a lot easier if you're using the proper platforms and even if it's paying like £10 a month for them or something because of data protection and stuff I'm a huge fan of that as a business owner that has um, a lot of data that I'm responsible for Um, I will always harp on about this which is super boring and sexy but if we go back to the social media stuff it's um that's the more fun stuff but you can use your calendar to help schedule at a time that works for you and start finding your flow with things and start finding when when works for you it's my calendar i've just done an overhaul of it and that wasn't a resolution or anything because she talked about i don't believe in those but um it was an overhaul like because i realized that my calendar wasn't serving me so I'm going to try a new way and I think it's always having that curiosity about how you can do things better it doesn't mean you're doing stuff wrong but it's about how you can do things that oh and but life changes you get kids that go to school then grow up and so your, your calendar looks different and so having software that can help you with that because then once you get confident on that you can start bringing all the other lovely sexy ai bits and other bits that come in that can really help you as well so i'm just going to ask you this so what did you do to your calendar to help you streamline your life what did you do to it how did you change it 
so I am really strict now in the mornings. Um, so when I get back, um, unless it's something like this or something like that, nine to 10 is like literally emails, task management software and Slack, which is where I chat to all my team on time. So um, I don't have calls between nine and 10 because if I'm running late, it schedules time for that. If I want to meditate or something, which I'm a huge fan of, mm-hmm. um, that making time for yourself, even if it's 10 minutes, um, that's really important but also things like so the school run which i do most days i have an hour before that and that also means that i will walk during that time and that so it also gives me some hangover space if like something's hit the fan and i really have to sort it but i i make sure i walk every day and that's changed my life because then if i like this week i've just not been able to get to the gym it's not happening but i'm walking and i'm walking up a hill so you know that is happening every day so you so, said that's before that, the school run how what do you mean like actually like before Before pick up that one I walk to pick up yeah but sorry and after the school run in the morning I have that time for the calendar but what I've also done which I'm super excited about is like a day a month I have an out of office day to work on my business and as far as everyone's concerned I'm out of office that day and they have to whatsapp me if they really need me so and um you know my holiday I've set the team up so I can take holiday and stuff so I'm really excited for this one I'm gonna I can report back on how it's gone but I've also been stricter with my planning time in the calendar so I have time for upsource planning time for business owner planning time for social media planning making sure because I still do my invoicing because I've just not got to the feeling like I could put get there with the outsourcing i'm still there we, we started um, i think by the end of the year that will be gone from my plate but that's in my calendar because it always happens on the first of the month and just having those time blocks in there that the only thing that really covers them is if a client needs me a va needs me or um, there's a new sales i really want to do <laughs> yeah absolutely okay and then this season on to my final question then so when is the best time have you got any advice from when the best time is to actually start outsourcing and and what you might outsource first oh a great question so um i think if you are thinking you'd always outsource i'd always like plan in advance like when you think that time will be and what your budget will be and how much always especially if you're a service-based business owner um work out what your hourly rate is worth versus a VA if you're worth 90 pounds an hour and paying 35 pounds an hour for a VA then you can work out how much that the value in that and what you'll get back so I think that's a really healthy exercise but something that may surprise is that I see a lot of solo freelance people they they would automatically look to social media i think that's because like me everyone has a love-hate relationship with it and i think potentially that might not always be the best best thing to do first i I do think it's worthwhile but i think um it might be you don't like it because you actually need to work on your brand story or your personal story and so that's actually a more of a development piece and having some consultancy work with someone on that and then figuring out when you can fit it in and then maybe outsourcing bits like graphics in time or videos if your audience are on instagram or tiktok um but i think um sometimes people go into outsourcing that and um it doesn't work out because they don't actually know what they want which is really interesting and um it's fine if they don't know what they want and a consultant can help them or someone can help them get to that story but i think um from my experience it's still it's still they need to do a bit of work themselves on it but i i think a really really good first thing to outsource is either your bookkeeping because trust me like it 
such an easy win getting that off your plate and a lot of people get stressed by finances and so handing over your zero account and your VAT return to someone <laughs> is fantastic mm-hmm. and I've done that since the beginning actually I, I spent a whole year not doing my bookkeeping thinking I will do it because I know how to do it I wouldn't do it for anyone else myself I have girls on the team that do it but I, I just thought oh I can do it I can do it and then it got to the end of the year and I've got a whole year of accounts that haven't been reconciled Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like I got someone on and she's still with me now so that's amazing and I really think inbox is the next one getting someone in your inbox is just dreamy and even if it means they don't actually need to do that much in the long term but we can set up a system for you with labels and reminders and um you know and um let, yeah um there's lots of lovely zapier things that can help auto labels now so even if we don't need to do that much with your inbox we, we can bring in things that like can really help so i think that's a great thing to do and then your personal admin sometimes you're not ready for the business stuff but all that stuff we talked about Susie personal admin is fantastic to get rid of absolutely I mean I am sitting here nodding nodding my head at you yeah <laughs> and I'm writing down get rid of it I'm writing down notes so literally I, I'm, I've taken on uh, your vision one, board one two three yeah on the vision <laughs> board five yeah I've got five pages of notes from this this is brilliant oh right <clears throat> this has been great um <clears throat> we have one more song from you and then we're going to hear about how we can get hold of you to uh, basically outsource our life to you so um uh, this is fast car by Jonas Blue and Dakota tell us about this Oh, I just love it. No, I just decided to not have one which had a lovely story with it. But yeah. um, I just like, um, like I said, those walks, that time for mm-hmm. me, this is like a regular on my playlist and it just helps me zone out. And I think there's a lot to be said uh, when our brains are full of everything we've got to do for our families and our businesses. Switching off your mind is so good for you. And I think this is a song that really helps me do that. 100%. This is coming through as a really clear note to self because I've heard this now um, about, I don't know, 10 times through different conversations. So I feel like this is a message to me to find this time. So here we go. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love that song. I absolutely love that. Thank you. I was having a little uh, boogie in the background. And a thing. Oh, it's a great song, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Right, we really need to wrap up, which I'm sad about. So I do hope, oh. will you come on again in a few months and talk, maybe in the middle of the year and give us some more pearls of wisdom about how the year is going and... Um, I'd love to have you back, basically. It'd be great to have oh, you. Oh, I'd love to see you. Oh. That's an honour. Thank you. Yay, it'd be so fun. Um, and how can anybody who's listening get hold of you who's interested in taking that next step towards um, getting some of their life and work outsourced? Yes, please do. So um, I'm at www.weareupsourced.co.uk and I'm on LinkedIn as Caroline Marshall for any tips there as well brilliant oh thank you so much um i am just so delighted and we've got literally i've got as i said about five or six pages of notes here so i've got so many takeaways and that is entirely what this podcast is about um oh we didn't even get to talk about your podcast let's quickly talk about that tell us about your podcast very quickly (laughs) can also find us there we're on spotify and um the other channels as well or www.bumptobusinessowner or instagram as bumps business owner and you can find Susie's episode she was on our second season i believe and it's a great episode all about using your network and and um her lovely wiki biz and um yeah so we've um 
yeah, we're on there. We got season three being released next month, and we've got people like the founder of Flowerbox and Olio on there. So I'm really excited. Oh, that's amazing! It seems to be going from strength to strength. And I, I had so much time, and I will put the um uh, so much time. I had so much fun when I actually came on to mm-hmm. the episode. That's what I was trying to say. Um, I will put the link to my episode um um in the notes of this as well, so that everybody can find Yay. your podcast. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you, Susie. It was an absolute pleasure. Have a great day. And you. Thank you, my love. And to everybody else, listen, thank you so much for being here. I am so grateful um, you being here um, is testament to the fact that you want to change your life and you want to change your business for the better. And that is what this podcast is here to do. It is to resonate and connect with other people who feel the same as you and to give you all these hints and tips about how to make your life better and simpler. And Caroline has just given us a whole heap of different takeaways Mm -hmm. for that today. So thank you so much, Caroline. Thank you all um, again for tuning in. and I will be back next Wednesday at 12 till 1 live on the Wiki Mama Takeover on Stony Radio. And have a fabulous week, everybody. Bye, Caroline. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye.